Hi guys, today I'm interviewing R.G. Belsky, author of Beyond the Headlines that I reviewed on my first episode. He has also written books under the pen name Dana Perry, and he has won many awards for his books, including the 2018 David Award for Best Mystery. He also used to be a writer for the Daily News and has a background in newspaper, magazines, and TV news. This is Kylie. Hey, Kylie. How are you? Hold I'm, on. Let me just... Uh, all right. Where are you, Kylie? I am in San Antonio. San Antonio? Okay. Yes. Uh, that would not have been my first guess, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've only lived here for a few months. Um, my husband got a new job once he got out of the military, so that's where uh, we're living now. Oh, uh, where, where were you before? Uh, in Arizona, in Yuma. Oh, okay. Yeah, I only know Texas because I was down there. You know, I've been to Dallas a few times and Houston, but I, I never actually made it to San Antonio. Everybody said it's real nice there. It is really nice. Right now, not so much just because of all the COVID stuff okay. going on. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's the same everywhere, including New York. So, oh, know, yeah. You know, it's where it's some places, but it's, uh, yeah, no, but uh, anyway, uh, cool. All right, well, um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I took a quick look at your site. I don't know. Uh, do you need me to give you any background on myself, or do you want to just go ahead and start asking um, questions? Yeah, if you could give some background on yourself, um, that'd be great. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a bit unusual, I guess, in terms of being a, a, a mystery thriller writer. Uh, so I've basically been in the New York City media of, um, my entire life career. Uh, <laughs> so I've been here a long time, and I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, I've been an editor at the uh, New York Post with Rupert Murdoch for many years, and uh, I was an editor at the New York Daily News, and I worked for uh, NBC News. So I basically had had a long career in media, and um, you know, at some point I started writing uh, novels, and on the theory that you write what you know. I write about somebody in the New York City media. So, you know, that's kind of the, the, the connection. And I don't work in the media anymore, but pretty much all the fiction I do, you know, is based on the kind of people and stories and ripped from the headlines and stuff that, uh, that I've done over the years. So, uh, that, you know, that's the, uh, that's the background. So if you Google me, you'll find stuff about me as a writer, but you'll also find stuff about me as, <laughs> as a newspaper slash TV guy. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I saw on your website. Um, but that's cool that you have a lot of all that background. Um, because I like to write too, but obviously I've never written a book, so. <laughs> well, you know, as I always tell people, the, the key to it is uh, <laughs> sit down and write it. I mean, it's, you know, it's funny because uh, so many people in the media, uh, you know, want to be novelists. You know, I mean, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I want to write a book, I want to write a novel, you know. And, and uh, you know, and only a handful, some do, but only a handful. And, you know, the, the thing is, it's, it's not easy to start. You know, you got to sit down and figure out, you know, and, you, you know, you really, you really, you really got to want to do it. So, you know, mm -hmm. and I did, which is why I eventually did it. But, it, you know, it, 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 it takes a while to, to get into it. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'll just start with my questions then. Um, yeah. So when did you realize that you wanted to be a writer or like, did you always want to be a writer? I always wanted to be a writer um, as well as, uh, you know, I, I mean, I always wanted to be a newspaper man. It was, you know, you know, when I was, uh, 
when I was growing up, newspapers obviously were the thing. Everybody read newspapers, and I always wanted to be a newspaper uh, person, and I always knew that. But I also liked writing, and uh, um, I started writing some fiction like at a very early age. I mean, I was in the army too. I was drafted, and I'm, I'm, I'm an old guy. And I was uh, I came back from Vietnam, and uh, I started to try and write some fiction, and uh, you know, but it wasn't necessarily mystery and thriller. I was kind of like fooling around doing it while I, while I was working at the, starting out as a reporter at the New York Post. And uh, and then one day, like a lot of mystery writers, <laughs> they have the same inspiration. I picked up a uh, copy at a bookstore of The Big Sleep by Raymond Chandler. And I never read Raymond Chandler. I read it. And I was, you know, kind of like, oh my God, this is so great. And, uh, you know, and then I was like, yeah, that I want to try and write a book like that and then of course you you start out trying to write some bad versions of Chandler you know and stuff but anyway uh so I started uh I I did that and then and then I discovered a couple other mystery people very early on in the 70s a a bit different one was uh, Agatha Christie and I read all the Agatha Christie books and then I read like Ross MacDonald and I read Robert D. Parker and the Spencer series and you know and I said okay I'm gonna try and write a a mystery book like this, but it's going to have a, a journalist protagonist, and pretty much all my books have had a journalist as a protagonist, because again, it's like, I know what I'm talking about with a journalist, and it's a little harder to write about, you know, detectives or lawyers or something like that. Yeah, no, I honestly finished your book in like three days, because I couldn't put it down, because that's like the the kind of books that I, that I like to read, um, and like psychological thrillers, too. Um, right. and, and I like, you know, I like it to be, um, you know, I, 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 people always say, like, well, what do you try and do when you write? And, and what I try and do, my goal is always uh, basically, like, I say, you know, I want to write the kind of book I would want to read. You know, it may not be the kind of book everybody, but it's like, what kind of books do I like? You know, and I know the authors that I like, like Michael Conley's or Dennis Lane, people like that. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm going to write the kind of book I, I, I want to read because maybe, maybe then, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of other people like me that will want to read it you don't read it too. And, you know, there's, there's many different kinds of uh, books, many different styles of writing, but, uh, uh, you know, it's good to, I just find that if you're comfortable with what you're doing and, and you feel good about it, you know, the odds are hopefully other people will be too. And one of the greatest things is when somebody says, you know, like, hey, I wish your book, I couldn't put it down. It was good because <laughs> the worst thing is, of course, like, you start a book and you're like, oh, I got to plow my way through this, you know, and you, you never, you never want to be in that position as a writer. You never want somebody to work, you know, it should be fun to read your book, hopefully. Right. Like, what is your usual writing schedule like? Like, how long do you um, write per day? Uh, I, my writing schedule basically is that um, I need to write constantly all the time uh, because otherwise, you know, you don't get anything done. Uh, I'm one of those people who do not, uh, who do not, uh, you know, go into the, well, I'm going to wait till something creative comes. I'm the kind of person that sits down in the morning and looks at a blank, I want to say a blank page, but it's really, you know, blank computer screen or whatever. And there's no idea what to say, but just stays with it. Um, I don't, I don't work on, uh, so I try and write every day. I always, I'm, I'm a morning person, so I try and write uh, you know, as soon as I get up in the morning, I, I, that's where I get most of my, my work done. And, you know, it depends on my other schedule. I mean, I, at one point I was working a 6 a.m. shift at a newspaper and I would actually get up at four o'clock and write for an hour before I went in, you know. Uh, so I, I always try and write a certain amount every day. I don't, uh, I don't adhere to either time or, um, word count. Uh, 
uh, I basically do like the kind of a chapter a day because I write tend to be sort of r- relatively short chapters. So I just find if I can write a uh, a chapter a day, then I'm sort of comfortable with that because you know it's like people do the numbers. I mean, it's like if you have a you have a, say sixty chapters in a book, which is like what mine are. You do a chapter a day. You know, well, in two months you'll have a rough draft. You'll have a first draft of it. You know, so that's uh, that's kind of the uh, the uh, the progression I do. But you know, I, I and I've talked about this a lot of writing things and everything. And it, but again, the, the key is just you know sit down every day and uh, do it. And I always tell the, the again Raymond Chandler, the famous Raymond Chandler, talked about it once, and, and he said the key to being a writer is that you basically have to set out a certain amount of time every day in which you won't do anything but write. And basically you have to say, like, all right, these two hours, and you don't have to write. This was his thing. You don't have to write. You can just sit and stare. You can do anything you want, but you can't, you can't, do, anything, you can't do anything but write. In other words, you can't uh, watch television. You can't, uh, you can't write an email to somebody. So you either, you either sit at your desk and you write or you do nothing. And his theory was that at some point you'll be so bored that you will actually begin writing. And uh, and I find that works. So you know, you know, thanks to Raymond Chandler, that that's still that's still something that that's still an adage that I that I can follow. Yeah. Um. So since your book is based on true crime or a true crime case, mm-hmm. do you watch a lot of true crime? Well, I, most of it is stuff that I've covered. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, I don't watch, I mean, I don't really, I don't, I'm trying to think, I mean, I watch, I read more crime fiction than I do true crime, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in the news, I mean, so many, so many, so many things happen. I mean, um, I'm not sure, uh, I guess you read, you read Beyond the Headlines, which is the one that comes out next year, is that the one? Yes, yeah. Right. Well, that's, you know, so that one is kind of based on a little bit on, uh, you know, during the 90s, I spent a lot of time at those Star Magazine. We spent a lot of time covering the O.J. Simpson trial and the idea of a celebrity, you know, who is accused of a high-profile murder and, you know, and gets off. And then I sort of combine that with a kind of Kim Kardashian, somebody who's a celebrity today for the sake of being a celebrity. And, uh, and I, you know, I just tried to, to tried to write about, you know, like celebrity murder, uh, you know, based, uh, like I say, a lot, even though it's completely different, on... Uh, on uh, uh, you know, uncovering someone like O.J. Now, the previous book called The Last Scoop is about a serial killer. And uh, that one, it, you know, is kind of obviously inspired by the fact that years ago when I was very young, I wound up covering Son of Sam in New York, who's, you know, kind of the ultimate serial killer. And in that one, but, you know, she always got to do a twist because it can't be, it can't be like exactly what the story is. Otherwise, it would be nonfiction. So, like, with that one, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you. Sorry, my opinion was here. Um, um, the, um, with the last scoop, um, you know, where Son of Sam was the kind of guy that would write notes to the media and taunt the police and say, you know, I'm going to kill again. Uh, in the last scoop, I write about the opposite kind of a serial killer. The, the, the line is, it's a serial killer you don't even know exists. In other words, he's been killing for 20 or 30 years, but nobody has ever put all the murders together. So they don't even know he exists until my character, Craig Carlson, figures it out. So, you know, with all, with all the things, uh, with all the, the, the books that I've written, uh, the first Claire Carlson was called Yesterday's News, and it's about a little missing girl, 
And, you know, that was kind of inspired by the Econ Pats case in New York, which is probably the most famous missing child case ever. Um, so, yeah, I, I get most of my inspiration and ideas from stories that I've either covered or, or read about in the news. And then uh, you kind of then take the, uh, do the what if kind of thing. Well, what if it didn't really happen that way? What if there was, a, you know, a certain kind of twist on it? So, um, you know, and there's, there's, there's a lot of ideas out there. When I was working in newspaper groups, so we get all your ideas. I just go to work every day. There's plenty of news out there, and you just have to you just have to pick something to uh, to fictionalize. Yeah, I've heard of all those cases. Like, so for my blog, I try to write more about like cases that a lot of people haven't heard of or like unsolved because um, it's crazy how many unsolved cases there are. Um, but yeah. I always yeah. find out that I I find out more information that I didn't know. Even like the O.J. Simpson case, like I, I swear there's always like another twist, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, you know, that's the O.J. Simpson case. I mean, I covered that for two years, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I think I wound up watching one of the, uh, well, one of the true crime things that was on ESPN or one of those, you know, where they were doing the case, and I was startled because I found out stuff I didn't even know or I'd forgotten about after all these years, you know. So yeah, um, all these cases, they they really. They, there really are a lot of, of details and twists and, and yeah, so that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, so as a fiction writer, um, it's kind of cool because I can, I can take that and then take it any way I want. I mean, I wrote a book a few years ago called, uh, with a different character called Shooting for the Stars, and it's kind of based on the John Lennon, you know, murder by Mark David Chapman. Uh, I mean, involved an actress, and so a lot of the facts change. But I was struck by the idea that, okay, Mark David Chapman kills John Lennon. There's no mystery there because he's a, Mark David Chapman is just this crazy guy who for no reason kills this beloved, you know, ex-Beatle. But, you know, but then you do the what if. Like, well, what if that didn't really happen? What if Mark David Chapman did do it? What if somebody else did What if there was a whole story as to why I do it? So those, those are the kinds of things that, um, as a fiction writer, are fun to do because, you know, because it's fiction, you can make it up. So, like, how long did it take you to write the Claire Carlson series? Because I actually started your series, like, in the middle, not knowing that there were more. Right, right. There's, well, the one you've got beyond the headline is the, that comes, that's the fourth. That comes out next year. Right. Um, and there's three, three, be, three before that, like, one each year, 2018, 2019. In 2020, how long does it take, Miriam? I'm a very fast uh, writer, and that that's because of my uh, my uh, you know my journalistic background. Also, like a tabloid journalist, so you write quickly. Uh, so I tend to uh, you know theoretically, uh, normally the idea is you spend a year writing a book. But I mean, you know, a lot of that a lot of that involves uh, thinking about it because you know you don't just sit down and write it without any thought. So there's a there's a long period where you're sort of thinking about an idea or what you know what you're going to write about um and uh and so i probably can actually write a book i've written books in like maybe three to four months uh, you know of intense and over the last couple of years i actually am writing uh, another series under a pen name pen named dana perry i write a series of thrillers um, for a company called Bookature, which is based in London but distributed here in the States. And uh, so I've been doing, for the last two years, I've been doing two books a year. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I've got, to, I've got to do, yeah, each one in, uh, in uh, you know, in six months. And, and, you know, and there's different stages to a book, obviously. There's the, there's the writing. I mean, my, my way of writing is to just plow through and come up with a draft and go back through and, and, you know, and tighten it up and make changes and stuff like that. But, um, 
but I do it. Yeah, like I, I do it. I do it pretty quickly. I don't. I try not to agonize too much about a lot of stuff. I find a lot of times my first instincts are the best. And uh, the one thing that I do that I tr- try to do, which is different than a lot of writers, I think, is I don't. You know, I don't always talk about having beta readers, getting opinions, and all that. And I don't do that. I only have a couple people that that I'm really close to, like an editor or an agent, who will tell me something that they feel is wrong or something. Because I don't, uh, I don't, I just don't believe in this idea that you, you have ten people who read the book and then they tell you what they think of it, and then you change the book because hey, it's my book, not theirs. You know, and I, I want to write the book the way I want to write it. I don't really want to, you know, I don't know that somebody else's opinion is any better than than mine would be. And if it succeeds or fails, I want it to succeed or fail because it's it's my book, not not someone else's. Right. So, do you have a lot of free time then? And if so, like, what do you like to do? No. <laughs> no, it's a pretty. So, one of the things about so, so for years I did this while I was working full time. So I had very demanding jobs, and then I and then I, uh, you know, I wrote in the morning and stuff like that. But so in the past, I, I retired from NBC News in early early two thousand fourteen, and since then I think I put out. Uh, uh, well, the book you read is the seventh complete novel I've written since two thousand beginning of 2014, and I also wrote a, a novella uh, for Simon & Schuster, which is like, you know, about half of a novel, um, and um, one of the things when you have that many, when you have books out like that, um, I mean, so much of the job, uh, you know, these days is promoting. I mean, I don't know if it's always like this, the people just put out a book and then, you know, the publisher or somebody would publish, but it doesn't work like that, as you know, so a tremendous amount of my time is just affected you the most or what is it like in New York right now? It was difficult. It was just different to promote it. And 
some ways, even though it wasn't as much fun, I mean, in a weird way, it, it could be almost uh, make it more effective. I mean, one example would be um, the last few years, whenever I've uh, had a book come out, I've done a book party, a book launch party. And over the last few years, I've been doing it at a place called the Mysterious uh, 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 a bookshop in uh, in uh, in in New York, and um, uh, I uh, you know I could get maybe seventy five or eighty people there, which is great in a big crowd, and people would buy books and all that. Well, this year we couldn't uh, we couldn't do that, and uh, and you know because of you know it, it wasn't open, but we were able to do an online thing with the store, and uh, my publisher set up the whole thing online. About, a launch party online, you know, with people buying books from the from the store, and uh, we wound up having like 350 people showed up online. So I had like, you know, three or four times as many people at my book party, even though, uh, even though it, it, you know, it, it obviously, uh, uh, you know, wasn't in person. So it's just it's different, and everybody is trying to, uh, you know, deal with it, I guess, in, in the best way they can. Um, for me. It also is a problem in terms of my writing because I'm one of these people who like to write. I don't like to sit in my apartment and write. I like to write outside or with other people. Uh, I used to do a lot of my writing at the place called the Writer's Room in New York City, which is a wonderful place where authors work. Uh, that's been, you know, I wasn't able to do that because of uh, because of everything. And then. Um, uh, I have also one of the people that love to write in coffee shops and all that, and I can't, uh, and I can't do that. And uh, I also like to travel when I write. Like it's fun to be on the road and you know pull over somewhere and be writing as you're you know doing stuff. And you know you can't travel, so I've just found it's uh, it, it it affects my writing as well as it affects my uh, the promotion of it all. Yeah, that's actually so funny that you said um, you like to tra or go to coffee shops because my next question was, do you like coffee and uh, like, do you drink a lot of coffee when you're writing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. My husband yeah, always makes yeah, fun yeah. of me. I mean, you know, you have to you have to learn it, but yeah. So I my normal pattern is to um, in, in the normal world is um, and, and a lot of this comes from working in newsrooms all my life because uh, the one thing I can't stand is like quiet you know like sitting in my apartment is not a good way for me to, to write uh uh and i like to be around people so uh and and it's, it's better if they're kind of like noisy people so i've written everywhere i've written in i've written in on the beach i've written you know i've written in bars you know i've written you know i've, I've written on park benches you know but but coffee shops are great you know and uh uh, so I would, yeah, I would, I would, you know, I would get up in the morning and, uh, I would go to a coffee shop and yeah, I need some coffee to get going. And I would generally have a, you know, a couple cups of coffee and they all know me and, you know, I'm not, I'm not the only person, you know, who, who, you know, who, who does this. Some people like quiet, but again, I think, I think it's because I spent all my life working in newsrooms and, uh, it's noisy and chaotic and that kind of inspires me. <laughs> And also, it's just, I don't know, the, the idea of people talking, it's nice to hear what people are saying, because sometimes some of that can, you know, you could absorb some of that into your work, that energy, you know. Uh, I, I think that's the big thing that you get out of it, you get an energy when you're out among people that hopefully you can then, uh, you can then convey, um, you know, into your book. The other thing that I do in terms of writing, which a lot of people think is weird, uh, especially since I've been in newspapers all my life and every story I ever did was on a computer. Uh, I write all my fiction longhand on a yellow legal pad 
And then I put it in the computer afterwards. And I don't know why I do this, but I just find it's easier for me to uh, be creative with fiction by writing it out longhand on a legal pad. And uh, and so I don't I don't sit at a computer. I do the computer after I've uh, after I've actually written down what it is I want to say. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. Like I hate writing notes. Like my I I usually write notes. Like if I watch something to take notes on, and then um, I, I'm like I can never read my handwriting. <laughs> That's a problem I have. So the trick with that, I find, is you've got to put it in the computer the next, like, immediately. So yeah. if I write, if I write it out in longhand, and then I come back and put it in the computer, um, I can uh, then I then I remember what I said. But if I, I, I get, I've done that a few times where I've had like a couple days worth, then I go back and I'm like, what the hell did I say? <laughs> the other thing that um, I've discovered, and you know, every author is different, but the other thing that I've discovered that is really uh, good for me to do is to uh, work on, a, on an iPad. So what I generally will do is, like if I'm writing a chapter in a day, um, there's kind of two steps to it. One of which I'll write I'll write everything down on the legal pad that I'm going to write. And then once that I've got that done, I'm, and I'm still in the coffee shop, I take out the iPad and then I, I, I put it, while well, it's still fresh in my mind, then I put it on the, on the iPad with a Word program. And then you can then transfer that obviously onto your computer later um but that that avoids the problem that you said which is not being able to read my own handwriting <laughs> i try and i try and do that as as uh, as quickly as i can but look the, the thing with writing and i have a million conversations with people who always want to be a writer the thing with it is it's like it's whatever you know it's whatever works for you you know i mean it's it's there are no rules to it it's just like the bottom line is if you're writing that's good and how you do it is it, it's just whatever whatever makes sense to you yeah, so I mean, I only have a couple more questions. I don't want to take too much of your time, but when will Beyond the Headlines actually be released? So that'll be out in hardcover and uh, ebook in May of, uh, of next year. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's like May 4th or May 5th. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the fourth in the series. Um, and again, you know, if you're writing about this, you know, to talk about the other books in the series, because there's been one a year since 2018. The one that's currently out now is called The Last Scoop. And then, uh, you know, you find all this stuff on Amazon or on my webpage or whatever. But And then before that, it was Below the Fold. And before that, it was Yesterday's News. Now I've written other books before this series, but this is the uh, this is the current the current series uh, I'm doing. And then at the same time, the last scoop when when uh, when uh, Beyond the Headlines comes out in hardcover in May, uh, the last scoop, which was in hardcover this past year, that will be released in paperback. So that will be available as a paperback in in May at the uh, at the same time. And and again, all these things wind up being. Uh, ebook obviously and then so far all of them have also been audiobooks i mean i don't know what the deal is with beyond the headlines right now on an audiobook but the first three there's also uh, audiobooks on it and i have to tell you you know as somebody who when you start writing stuff and you're kind of like cool like oh look i have a book out it's not cool one of the <laughs> coolest things is to um is to actually hear somebody reading your book on an audiobook and hear your words like in someone else's mouth. And the only thing I could imagine would be cooler is that somebody made a movie out of your book and you saw, you know, you saw actors saying your words on screen. But uh, it's it's really cool to listen to uh, stuff I wrote on uh, an audiobook. Yeah, if your series made it to a movie, I'd watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's well, of course, people always say. Somebody said they said, "Well, these are really good." These Kirk Carroll said, "Why don't you? Why don't you do a?" Why don't you do a, do a movie? I go, yeah, that'd be a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it's uh, 
there's a you know obviously there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of competition for that stuff and you know you, you know it's like with anything you you watch some movies you think oh those are those, you know mysteries you think those are really good and you don't watch others you know, I could do better than that but you know Hollywood it, as crazy as the book publishing uh, world is uh, the uh, movie world Hollywood is uh, is even uh, is even different and is you know is even uh, is even crazier so. All right. Well, the final question I have is where can readers find out more about you? And obviously you said like Amazon, but more about your books. Yeah, well, I guess the, the best thing would be to go to my website, uh, www.archibelsky.com. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of got the highlights and how to get the books and a bit about my bio. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I have an Amazon page, uh, but uh, uh, I've written. I think I, I lost track how many, but I think I've written about fourteen or fifteen uh, books over the past, you know, twenty, thirty years or whatever. Uh, a lot of them more recently, but I wrote a couple thrillers in the nineties, and I had another series in the early nineties, and uh, I, you know, I think it's about fifteen now or something. And, and of course, you know, of course, people always say, you know, well. How'd you write to me? I said, well, actually, I wrote a lot more because, you know, you, you, won't, you wind, wind up writing a lot of stuff that never gets published. You know, so I got manuscripts around that, you know, that never never saw the light of day. But uh, but I've had, like, about, I guess, about uh, 15 of them that were uh, published. Um, but then, like I said, if somebody was really interested in me and you Google me, and I'll, I'll just give you one footnote. So, so the one thing that if you Google me as uh, – so my name – my author name is Archie Belsky, but my journalist name is Dick Belsky. So I always basically go by Dick Belsky. And at some point, some publisher decided to call me Archie Belsky, and that's just sort of wound up staying on all my books. But basically, my name is Dick Belsky, and that's what I've been as a journalist. And if you Google me as Dick Belsky as a journalist, you know, and I, I was in the business a lot of years, and I covered a lot of big stories. But the thing you will find, you will find uh, – the most probably about me, and I've written some pieces about this, was uh, the famous New York Post headline, probably the most famous tabloid headline over it, called Headless Body and Topless Bar. And uh, so I'm linked to that forever. Uh, I didn't write the headline, but I was the city editor that day, and I covered the story that became that headline, and uh, I've talked about it at a lot of places, and it's just kind of funny the things you get linked with in your life. And so I will forever be linked with the most famous tabloid headline ever, uh, even though I didn't actually write it, but I was I was a part of it. So uh, and anyway, I've had a pretty interesting.